I had been sick for about seven years, um, and it was it was just a living hell. And I tried everything. I went to the Mayo Clinic. I've seen I had seen dozens and dozens of doctors. Recent research is starting to show that uh, perhaps repleting NAD levels is uh, potentially good for health span and lifespan. NAD uh, also uh, gets used in correcting DNA damage with the family. You're only as young as your oldest telomere. So I have a. You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on how to build optimal mental and physical performance into your life, keep it right here, listening to the OPP. And of course, visit naturalstacks.com. Ryan Muncy is probably the smartest guy I know. Trust me, Muncy is the nutrition guy. Ryan Muncy's out there trying to make the world better for all of us. The Optimal Performance Podcast is bold, edgy, creative, entertaining, and epic. Ryan Muncy is my go-to guy. Ryan Muncy is he's the first guy I call. He's making people's lives better. Ryan Muncy's an innovator. All right, guys. Welcome back to the OPP. As always, thanks for being here with us today. We've got a really cool episode for you. We're going to dive deep on NAD with Tom Angolia. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right, Tom. So I'm going to read your Twitter bio briefly, and then I'm going to give you a chance to introduce yourself uh, a little bit lengthier to our listeners. Uh, So Twitter bio for you guys. Thomas Angolia is a success story from NAD plus IV therapy. He's the founder of Research Center on Addiction and Brain Health and also helps manage the NAD Treatment Center in San Diego, California. Tom, in your words, anything you want to add to that? Who are you? Well, I'm a, I, my background is actually in finance and then I, I had gotten sick and uh, had this magnificent recovery from NAD, which I can go into more detail. Um, and now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm also organizing uh, a, a, an NAD IV conference for the industry in uh, G- late January 2018. Um, and, uh, and I'm just a huge advocate for, for intravenous IV NAD. Awesome. So let's take a step back for listeners who may not know what we're talking about when we say NAD. What is NAD? So NAD, short for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, it's a it's an ubiquitous molecule that's found in all uh, living cells, and it's in every living cell in the human body, and it's a it's a coenzyme. It's a natural substrate. It's a natural vitamin, and it's it's used in hundreds of different reactions. So hundreds of different uh, redox reactions. Um, it's also used in the creation of energy or ATP. Um, it, NAD uh, also uh, gets used in correcting DNA damage with a family of proteins called PARPs, and it's and that's the that's the first function is keeping DNA um, intact. Uh, typically, like a cell could undergo tens of thousands of DNA lesions during the course of a day, and it'll correct. It, it, that NAD is an enzyme that helps to correct it with PARPs. Uh, in large amounts, um, NAD starts to get used by uh, 
uh, enzymes or, or genes called sirtuins, which are these special longevity genes that that clean up cells and have all these other different fun fun functions. But but really, NAD's got so many different uses. Um, it's it's you know you can go on and on. It's used as a neurotransmitter. It's used to detox the body of prescription drugs. Um, for every molecule of alcohol that you drink, you have you need two molecules of NAD to to clear to clear the body. Um, NAD is absolutely crucial for the circadian rhythm, and each of your cells has its own um, internal clocks. And then there's a, a master clock in your brain in the suprachiasmatic nucleus. Um, NAD gets used to um, to um, metabolize excess glutamate. Um, but in short, NAD, um, uh, NAD levels are a sign of youthfulness. And as, as, as we age, our NAD levels decline and, and, uh, recent research is starting to show that, uh, perhaps repleting NAD levels is uh, potentially good for health span and lifespan. Um, so Tom, you, you mentioned all of those, uh, Places that we can see and find NAD. It's also part of the Krebs cycle and the electron transport train, correct? Yes. Okay. So why is this so important? Um, it's a it's it's a molecule that brings other molecules together. Um, I am I am not um, a biochemist, <laughs> um, but it's it's um, you know it's. You know, I, I I do have biochemists that I work with, and they can explain it to me. Um, but I think when it just when you get down to the brass tacks of it, um, what we see in in um, in in humans is that uh, what we're seeing in humans is is that as as we age, our NAD levels decline, and it's the same the same goes for mice as well. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and youthful, uh, levels, um, in youthful levels, we're seeing, um, aging, um, we're, we're, as we age our, the NAD levels decline, um, slowly. And then there's an inflection point around the fifties and sixties where there's a complete drop off of, of, of NAD levels and, um, older folks, um, tend to have more free radical damage um, than, than younger people and, and NAD is so crucial in keeping, keep, keeping the genome intact is sometimes the, the genome, this twisted ladder could, could be severed into in several pieces and it needs to be pieced, pieced back together again. And so, um, NAD is, is used, you know, selfishly for that reason to keep that DNA intact. Um, and then, and then once it's once that's utilized, then NAD starts getting used for other things like the mitochondria to create energy. So, you know, so so some people that have certain they've got certain damage and certain infections, they're also going to suffer from from uh, fatigue, for example. Um, perhaps I mean that's 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 sort of where the research is going. So, NAD is a signal molecule, and in larger amounts of NAD. NAD starts responding in a different way than it would. It's sort of like, you know, it's, it, 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 it's not just NAD levels, but it's also NAD to NADH ratio uh, uh, levels as well. So and that's really the, that's really the one of the big ones um, and, and perhaps one of the causes of aging. But when there are um, 
uh, very high levels of levels of NAD, like in young people, what you get is, is, is more sirtuin activity. And these sirtuins are, um, they're, they, they're in different parts of the cell. Um, and they, they do various things. Sirtuin one is, is, is very important for, um, uh, for let's say obesity and for energy, for example. Um, and, um, but they all have different uses and there's, and some of them are still, we're still finding out about what these, these sirtuins do, but we know that they're, what they do is that they, they silence their, their, uh, enzymes that silence the genome, um, and, and turn off, um, they, they turn off the genome in, in various places, um, by, um, uh, getting the, the the DNA to wrap itself around around histones, so and uh, you know as as we age, the the genome might uh, be overly expressive, and so getting the getting the DNA to silence themselves um, might be something that that's that that's helpful, and and uh, so they, they'll shut down um, you know, uh, over, overreactive genome. I'm getting a little bit ab above my level of expertise. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we are having a, uh, uh, a, at our NAD conference, we're, we're going to have some of the, the top, um, NAD scientists speaking, um, there that, that can explain it much better than I can. Give us the details and dates on that conference. So that would be um, if you go to to NAD Summit 2018. Um, we also um, will have a uh, a uh, special promo. Uh, so NAD OPP if you want to get a discount. But this this summit is for it's for clinicians. So it's going to be for physicians and uh, PhD researchers who are looking into into NAD. Um, and if, if 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 you're interested, also you know, but it's it's going to be a it's going to be a complex, um, um, conference. So, um, but yeah, that's, uh, if you, if you, if you, I, I think you'll have a link after this, uh, um, on this webpage for, for the website and yeah, absolutely. We'll put a link to, uh, the summit on the show notes for this episode. So you guys, uh, if, if you want to pursue that and look into it, it'll be NAD summit 2018. Uh, the link will be on the blog post. So you mentioned that you were getting a little bit above your uh, expertise. For someone who's not a biochemist, you sure know a lot about NAD. How did you find NAD? And you know, I'm also curious to know how does someone who, uh, how does someone like you go from sort of being a, a patient and an experiencer of these benefits to someone who now plans and runs industry-wide conferences? So um, thank you. Um, well. I had been sick for about seven years. Um, I had, I had uh, chronic, chronic fatigue and chronic pain. Um, and it was, it was just a living hell. Um, it, it was, it was the worst time of my life. It was, it was a very lonely experience. And, um, I was trying desperately to, to find, um, some sort of solution. I tried everything. I went to the Mayo clinic. I've seen, I had seen dozens and dozens of doctors, um, and it was just being sick was a part of, I had given up my job as a financial trader just to pursue finding a way to get better. And I, and I only had a few hours a day to really do any work and things got, went from bad 
to, to worse when I lost, I, I lost a couple, um, friends, um, who were, who had problems with addiction. Um, they were close friends of mine from, from, from childhood. One was, um, a dear close friend of mine. Um, the other one died of the other, their brothers, the older brother died of liver cirrhosis. And then a couple of weeks later, um, the younger brother who's, who was my childhood best friend had killed himself in a pretty gruesome way. And it had a, that had a profound impact on me. And then, um, one day I, when I was feeling bad, I called up my brother and I asked him, you know, how are you feeling? How's it going with, with, you know, with the fact that Charles and Robert are gone. And, and, um, he, that was when he, my brother told me that, that, uh, I had lost my father and my brother and my nephew in a car accident. So it was, it was losing five people in the span of a couple of weeks. Um, and when you're, when you have chronic fatigue and chronic pain and I mean, the, the way that I had it, it was this going to these funerals and the, the emotional, just the, the amount of resources it was required to do all this work brought me to a whole new low. Um, and it was at that point and I was, I was just so angry. I was so angry at the world, the universe, God, whatnot, that I was, that I thought, you know, I'm just going to find a way to turn this around. And I just dove deeper than I could, that I, that I ever could to, to get further into the, um, into the science of what I thought the problem was. And I, I had, um, the research that I, that I had done brought me to the mitochondria. And, you know, when I was talking with my support group, I had this like this Facebook support group for, uh, so I, I come to the conclusion that I had an adverse reaction to, to fluoroquinolone antibiotics. And so I spent time with, with these fellows and, you know, we had come to, we come to this conclusion, maybe this NAD therapy that's used for addiction might be, might actually be helpful, um, for, for treating, uh, some of the symptoms that I have. And so I, that, so I made a decision to, to, to do this, um, that was just ordinarily done for addiction. And it's, it's, it's not done in, in very many places. It's not very well known. Um, and it, I had like miraculous results from it. And, and this was before NAD was, was on, was in the news. This is, this was, um, six months later, um, it, around six months later, that was when David Sinclair's famous paper, um, was, was put in the journal cell where it says in the abstract that the, the age of, uh, of mice of human equivalent 60 year old mice was reversed to twenties from age uh, 20 and human, human equivalent in the course of a week. Um, and that was the amount of time that was about the amount of time that I had this NAD administration. He was using a precursor, um, in these mice and I, I was doing the real thing, the NAD. So he was using something to up it that was precursor. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about what those treatments were like for you. Um, so NAD IV is, it's, it's an six to 10 hour a day treatment of this, uh, this, this bag. Yeah. It's on the pole. It's, um, it's a, it's a long process. It's a long drip process. Um, they're, they're, you know, it's done by someone who understands the 
the uh, the process of doing uh, NAD administration. Um, and it's you know you have you have a couch. There's other things that you could be doing. You have your you have the uh, so you have a recliner. Um, you have broadband internet, and um, you, you're you're just you're you're getting your work done, for example. Um, and so I was there, and they weren't going to let me if I was going to do the the process. I had to come off of um, um, opiate the opiates that I was on. So I was, because I was in so much pain, I had an opiate addiction. So they, they made me go through a detox, um, which wasn't so pleasant. So that added to the, the unpleasantness of, of it. I, I didn't want to come off the opiates cause I didn't think that that was really what I was there for. But, um, as it turns out, I had a pretty strong dependency towards opiates and I, that I wasn't able to come to terms with at the time. Um, and, um, and also opiates cause, um, can often cause pain too. So you get all sorts of issues with some of these drugs that you're taking, you know, it might, um, lower testosterone or it might, um, cause physical pain, um, or, or fatigue or temperamentalness or insomnia. So, you know, coming off of opiates was, um, was, was helpful in and of itself. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. I uh, know it's, it's okay. Well, you also, uh, you met somebody, uh, who was pretty helpful about that time, right? You, you said you've mentioned something before about a Yoda in the swamp. <laughs> oh no. Well, yeah, I was going over some of my, um, um, some of the history of uh, one of the, one of the turning points, there was, there were several turning points that I went through in order to, in order to to get more involved in NAD, and reading reading Sinclair's journal was probably um, the nail in the coffin. Um, but I also met a scientist who, who I was talking to, and so uh, I went from being sick, um, tremendously sick and alone, to to sort of miraculously healed and alone for that reason too. So I didn't know how I so so easily and miraculously it healed and and i i didn't have many people to talk to i i, I talked to um to um a, an nad scientist named joel and he um we sat down and had a cup of coffee and he asked me what what sort of sensations do you have i mean i work with nad what's going on and i i told him that that the whole world is totally clear like the the world around me is so full of color. It, it, it wasn't, it was, it was never like this before. And that, that the way music sounds, it sounds so much more beautiful. And that I have a, just a, a higher range of, um, of emotions. Um, and then I have um, so much more energy than I had before. I mean, I went from just having a few hours uh, of, of work, productive work per day, to um, having more hours of productive work than that which is typical of of normal people my age, for example, um, and it just was like shocking to me. And so I, he and I were talking. One of the things he said was, "Your your experience of music probably has to do with the fact that some of the research that done on mice shows this the neural connection." The neural connections after 
you know, bludgeoning the mouse uh, in one of the experiments that there was the, 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 the nerves connecting the ear to the brain had, had, had been repaired. And it's, it's what's going on is you have brain repair is what he told me. And I was, I, I, um, I, I think I might have spit out my coffee when I was talking to him. Um, it, it was, that was something that was, that um, blew me away. Um, and I just wanted to get more and more involved. Um, I had done a number, as I was sick, I was, I was doing a number of different tests too. So I had done this, um, I, had, I had had my mitochondria looked at. I'd, I had to send my blood to the United Kingdom um, to have, I mean, it's like, the, the, it's a good thing that the lab tech is still alive. He's probably the only person in the world that, just, that can use this Ramon spectroscopy and find and, and take a look at your mitochondria and, and, and um, look at the, your, your DNA and, and, and see the molecules. I mean, that, that's how close he, he looked at. And so one of the things that they saw was an elevated um, amount of, of NAD inside my cell. I had a before and an after. This was when I was sick to when I healed. Um, and it, I, I think I'm probably the only person out there that's probably done that. And that was something that this was before I even thought I was going to get better. I've since done um, a telomere test with LifeLink. They're the gold standard test out of Spain. And it showed um, that my average, my the average age of my chromosomes are about um, of my telomeres is about 12 years old. So there's a tel telomere length, um, um, which are the ends of chromosomes. There's a theory that, that that's predictive of your age of when you're going to die. Okay. Um, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, unfortunately you're only as, you're only as young as your oldest telomere. So I have a, I have a chromosome that's like 35 years old. So I have to do something about that chromosome, but nevertheless, um, it's pretty amazing. I, it, that's, this is a sort of N equals one type of stuff. Um, I, there was another test that I did about nine months after I did NAD therapy. It was, um, it was a DNA breaks test. So in my, in my chronically, um, in my um, fluoroquinolone adverse reaction group, um, they, they thought there, there was DNA damage. So they did some sort of group buy with one of these labs that doesn't work with doctors um, where they would test the, the DNA breaks of, um, of these, these chronically fatigued, um, horribly um, ill patients. And so I finally got around to taking this test. I was like, okay, they, they keep, they keep pestering me to take this test that I paid for. Um, so I took the test and it, it, the results showed that I was in the top 1% for DNA damage. Um, wow. I think you're going to, I think over the, you know, in the, in, in it very soon, I think you're going to see a lot more data coming out on, on DNA breaks with NAD therapy with, with IV NAD therapy, with other, with other NAD therapies, um, because of the action that NAD has, um, with, uh, with the PARPs, uh, proteins. So and, just, to, just to clarify on that, you're saying that, that the NAD therapies can help repair DNA breaks. Potentially. I mean, a lot of the science is still unfolding. And so we need to be really careful. Um, right. Okay. I can just say that 
this was a test that I was, I was sort of an accidental scientist. Um, the lab was exogen bio that I used. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's, I sort of, you know, I was in this horrible place really asking like, how, you know, how did I get here? Um, it, it is a lonely place, but you know, sometimes when you look back at your life, you can more easily connect the dots. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, it was, a, it was a really tough place in my life. And I, I feel like somehow serendipities played a role in all this. Um, so then that leads me to finally going and, and, um, meeting the, the originator of, of NAD. Well, she's not the originator. I mean, NAD has got an underground history that goes back decades, goes back a very long time. Vitamin B therapy, the history of it goes back a, a very, very long time. But, um, NAD therapy hadn't been done in the United States, um, up until, up until recently. So I had, I went back to Louisiana to, uh, Springfield wellness, um, and I met Paula, who, who, who brought NAD back to, to America um, after so much of the research had been done initially in the, in the 50s and 60s. Um, and so that was, you know, meeting her and, and, and talking with her, she, she thought, you know, you should be involved. You, you need to be involved in this. And so she was, she was sort of my meeting Yoda in the swamp moment was, was, meeting, was meeting Paula so she, she thought that, that, that I should get more involved in this. And so I've spent many years until finally, uh, meeting someone who was, who was competent enough to, to get involved in, in, in NAD therapy and know how to use it. You've mentioned that, that the healing process was sort of miraculous. And then you also mentioned kind of a before and an after. I'm just curious, and I'm, I'm sure our listeners are too. What's the timeline there? Like, you know, the, what are you considering before and after? How long did that take? Generally, it's, it's like, it's like Sinclair's mouse study. It's like week, 10 days, 12 days. It, you're, the results vary so much though. Um, it, it really depends upon, um, the, the situation of the, what the patient's coming in for. Are they coming in for, for anti-aging reasons? Um, are they coming in for, I mean, you, you know, we, we, uh, the clinic gave you, uh, patches, right? Uh, no, and, I, had the, I had the sub Q injection. Oh, you did a sub Q. Yeah. Okay. And, and, um, so you did a very abbreviated, I mean, you, you did a, you know, a, a small fraction of, of what the IV therapy is doing the sub Q and, you know, and Ben Greenfield's come in and he's gotten patches and sub Q and he's just recently came in to do, to do one day of ID, uh, IV, which is a very small amount. And I mean, both of you guys are in, are incredible shape. Um, but Ben, he's, he says like, I, man, I feel it. It feels, it feels great. I don't know how you, uh, yeah, I, I felt it right away. So, you know, I had uh, the, the two injections, they were half a cc each, and I did it two days in a row. And the first day, um, I, I instantly 
noticed sort of feeling lighter on my feet. I felt, I call it bouncy. I know that's not super scientific, but like I had a spring in my step. I felt bouncy. I felt light. Uh, I felt like powerful and, and energetic. The next two mornings, uh, so each morning after the injections, I woke up before my alarm, um, just wide awake, ready to go. Um, so it's sort of very much in line with what you were saying about kind of adding productive hours to your day. Um, and, and I mean, I've, I've felt just a lot more energetic and, you know, just better. It's again, it's not very scientific, but I just felt better, uh, those two days. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to, uh, Ben, uh, um, um, Mr. Falloon. I what's his, what's his first name? Bill Falloon. So I, at, at uh, Life Extension, and he's he's done a recent presentation um, at the at Radfest, which is a, a longevity conference, and he spoke in detail about the uh, IV NAD therapy and and how it's for the for the first time in a very long time he's he's been able to get sleep. And it was something that he's been able to conquer. Um, and um, so that was one of the therapies that that he's talking about potential for, um, for, for, uh, helping, uh, lifespan and, um, just, you know, it, it's, it's tough to talk about some of these things because, um, you know, you don't want to make claims. And I, I just want to be, I want to be clear on that is that, is that a lot of the science is still unfolding results still vary great deal. Um, and I'm not a medical doctor. Um, but you're seeing people talking about their experiences with NAD like it's um, like it's an incredible experience. Right. And we had we had one patient come in for a, for a, an opiate detox. He was he claims he was taking anywhere from thirty to sixty hydrocodone a day. I mean, this is if if a normal person takes thirty to sixty hydrocodone, they die. And he came right off the 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 hydrocodone. And he, on the second day, we found him crying with, with joy in the bathroom. We, where did, where did he go? And we, we, we went into the, we went into the bathroom. He's like, I can't believe how wonderful I feel. I've never felt this, this way. I, I don't remember how, how this happened, but that, that pa- that particular patient was, was very much an outlier. Um, but you, you quite often you get, um, a large percentage of patients that just, they just feel great. And, um, um, you know, occasionally you're going to get patients that, that aren't necessarily responding well to the treatment. Um, and it, and it, and it's sort of, there's, there's sort of an art to this, to making the, the treatment work. Yeah. And we'll get into some things that, that you guys can do as listeners and that we can all do. Um, but before that, Tom, you mentioned this underground history of NAD. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Okay, so, um, so it, this is um, I, I get into the history. I, I hope you guys as well will as well. I mean, it's 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 it, it, NAD is is basically the end product for for vitamin B three. So nicotinamide, for example, nicotinamide riboside. Um, um, nicotinic acid, um, and it, it, 
it first the, the history really really picks up okay um around the beginning of the last century um there was a there was a doctor named uh joseph goldberger who who was um sent from 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 uh, washington dc he was a part of the forerunner of the nih to to the south to investigate a plague and um and it, they, he was told that it was you know find out what kind of virus it is or if it's transmitted by flies or, or or mice um and find out what's how this epidemic is 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 um is occurring and and what he came to the conclusion was was that it was actually um a diet change and that diet change was causing um a disease called pellagra which is um characterized by four d's dementia diarrhea dermatitis and death and um it was it was a horrible disease um that caused insanity and quite often many of these people um you know they had schizophrenic like symptoms they had a thick black tongue it was called black tongue and and many people in the south thought the some of the people in the south thought they were possessed um and so he joseph goldberger boldly as a pioneer um works with a with a prison population in this post you know sort of reconstruction um era in the south of poverty especially during the great depression or or, or during these 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 impoverished times to to work on um um developing you know working towards proving that it's that it was diet based he worked with the prison population and arranged a, a deal to um give these prisoners pellagra reverse their pellagra and then get their sentences commuted but even after um um curing the pellagra he he uh he had trouble uh um making any sort of social change the the you know the society society uh, that that was back then didn't didn't pay attention they didn't care it wasn't until the advent of world war ii where the allies uh, where the the military determined that that the GIs needed niacin in order to fight, and so it was then when when niacin was was mandated in in the flour. And today, uh, whenever you eat bread, you're eating you're eating niacin in the bread, and you're getting just enough B3 to convert into NAD. So it's it's been something that's that's been very important, and that modern diets. That are rich in, in flour and corn um, have have made it difficult for us to get our NAD. Um, that refined these refined products, you know, taking taking the niacin out. Um, eventually, um, a great biochemist, physician, psychiatrist, Abraham Hoffer, came on the scene. He was working with GIs coming back from World War II, and he saw some of the POWs who had come back from uh, from Japan, and he realized that. Uh, that niacin was this component that they, they didn't they didn't have, and he also worked with some of the last um, pellagra patients, and he also worked um, quite extensively in in the psych wards um, in in Canada where he was from, and he saw um, he saw great improvements when he gave schizophrenics um, um, vitamin B three niacin. Um, in fact, he 
he he wrote about miraculous improvements simply with the niacin. Now, um, that created a lot of controversy, and a lot of his studies didn't get replicated. Um, and so it it sort of some of these things it, and with the times um, using these these were high dose niacins a uh, niacin uh, amounts and and it was during a time when uh, using uh, what's called uh, uh, mega vitamin therapies wasn't um, it wasn't accepted so um, the scientific community didn't wasn't able to really um, figure out what he was doing, wasn't really able to replicate it. And so um, he, he sort of um, spent time with all the other great scientists that he was, he was with. I mean, he, was, he, he worked with uh, Linus Pauling, was a, a very good friend of his, the Nobel Prize winner, won two Nobel Prizes. Um, and also there was another, um, there were so many great scientists back then, but one of them was Humphrey Osmond, um, who uh, worked with psychedelics, um, and they were they were um, experimenting with with hallucinogens. Uh, Humphrey Osmond actually came up with the word psychedelic, um, and so they were they were they were uh, using these psychedelics to to delve into the minds of schizophrenics. So so um, he was he knew of a, of a man named um, Bill Wilson, the founder of of AA, and Bill, um, although sober, suffered a great deal from depression, anxiety, um, all uh, for for most of his life. And when he was given niacin, um, his his um, symptoms receded. So Bill wanted Bill wanted to bring niacin into AA, but there was quite a bit of resistance to 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 doing that. But he 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 and his people that he worked with, some of the other um, uh, some of his peers that were all, also alcoholics had had good responses from the niacin as well. So, um, he's Hoffer credits him to to naming um, niacin B three. Um, there might be a little bit of controversy around that, but but also there's there's some interesting other little interesting factoids like um, there was a time. Hoffer eventually started working with with NAD, and he's seen these amazing results with NAD intra, intravenous NAD therapy. And as a biochemist, he, you know, even though he was working with this sort of Bronze Age technology, he was able to deduce that that something was happening here, um, and um, something amazing. He was seeing results with some of his patients in days and weeks instead of. Uh, instead of months, and he was seeing a high, higher degree of success. Um, you know, eventually, um, uh, so another another interesting factoid is that he he worked with he, he was with um, Abraham Hoffer in New York, um, and he had to hide out because he was he was um, he thought he was going to be sued by. Um, by a company that was doing NAD therapy. And so he, he was, he hid in, 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 um, in Bill Wilson's apartment so that he wouldn't be served uh, with papers for a civil suit that was going to happen. So, um, you can, I mean, a lot of these, these stories are in, um, Abraham Hoffer's memoirs called adventures in psychiatry. Um, so, and, and just the, 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 the challenges, the challenges that he had, um, working as a psychiatrist and, 
and, and about about his life. Um, but the one thing he said about NAD IV therapy is that it's probably going to take 50 years before before society can really accept this. And so we're around that 50 year mark right now. And so you know it it it's sort of you know I think it it's something to sort of uh, to think about this 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 guy that that's that spent time with um in an insane asylum working with thousands of people um just to kind of remark about i i really like the history another thing that that i heard was that 17 of his patients um ended up being cured of their insanity and then um going to medical school and then becoming psychiatrists like him um so so that you know it it's um that's a little bit about the history there's there's there, there's there's other history too but um i i'm just i'm very fascinated uh by that so yeah that's really fascinating um it, it, you mentioned something in there that again makes it sound like the intravenous infusion is sort of the gold standard for nad treatments um why is that well i mean i, I think so and um the short answer for that is that's what that's what um our, the medical director sees at the clinical the, the clinic that i work for um that's what um, the doctors in the NAD community are seeing, mm-hmm. uh, they're seeing, they're seeing these more positive responses with the NAD IV therapy, um, than, than other, than other, D, uh, other, you know, precursors that, that, that they've used. And so why that is, you know, we, we might not necessarily know right now. It, it could be, um, because, you know, NAD is a, potentially a neurotransmitter there's there might be something that it's doing in the brain um there's quite there's there's research that's sort of surfacing that it perhaps it works it, it crosses into the brain more easily than some of the other uh precursors um it could be that um the the byproduct nicotinamide is less prevalent and um nicotinamide in the body blunts the, the sirtuin activation. Um, it, that could, that could potentially be a reason for that. Okay. So if nicotinamide, um, nicotinamide or niacinamide blunts? Well, it's, it's, well, niacinamide is a synonym for nicotinamide. So, okay. Right. Just yeah. making sure we're clear on that. So one of the, um, one of the popular supplements that, that folks can get their hands on is, is NR nicotinamide, nicotinamide ribozinum. riboside, and we and we use we we use and promote nicotinamide riboside, and um, so, the reason, so even even though that may potentially blunt the the sirtuin response, um, well, it it's it's quite often it's quite often. Um, uh, an economical uh, version of what what we do in the clinic. Um, okay. We think it's inferior, and um, but at the same time, though, I mean, it has a um, it has a it. You can quickly the some of the research has shown that it quickly elevates 
NAD in the body, but this is, I mean, it's got, it's, it, it's not as bioavailable when it's, when you, when you take this orally, NR tends to have an affinity towards the liver. It tends not to have an affinity towards uh, the brain, I think muscle. Uh, and then, as I said, the, the sirtuin response is not, it's not as strong, uh, but I mean, it's um, a lot of this information sort of surfacing right now. Um, so, you know, some of these responses might, might be true or less true a year from now. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, is there a place that listeners could look other than the NAD summit in 2018 uh, to, to sort of stay in the loop on some of this research as it gets published? Well, um, there's uh, Nady Brady's book on um, NAD metabolism in the brain. Um, I did a podcast with Ben Greenfield. Um, um, I, you know, periodically David Sinclair and Lenny Garenti and 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 various. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of scientists right now that are working on it. So invariably you're going to hear something new a new journal that comes out um in the last year there was one on that david sinclair published on uh this uh protein called it's dbc protein that's linked to breast cancer and um if i remember correctly the dbc um protein will will latch on to um the part protein the dna correcting protein and it will prevent it from from being utilized. And so the NAD protein, the NAD uh, um, coenzyme comes along and it knocks the DBC protein out. I mean, this is, this is something we didn't know um, until a, a few months ago. Um, so periodically that you'll, you'll see, you'll see journals come out more and more journals coming out because there's so many scientists that are interested in, in um, the research. Our, our, uh, our website, it's constantly um, posting um, some of the new re research. That's nadtreatmentcenter.com. And I think it's a great resource going into our website and finding out some of the new research that comes out um, and um, also seeing a lot of the testimonials uh, of people that have, have the IV NAD therapy as well. Awesome. So we'll put the link to that uh, nadtreatmentcenter.com on the show notes for this, but our, our listeners can sort of use that then as kind of an aggregator for uh, all these studies. Absolutely. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. All right. So Tom, here's, this is the question I want to know, and, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been waiting patiently to hear. Um, what can we do to boost NAD uh, on our own? Because it sounds like maybe IV treatments are cost prohibitive for some. Yeah, so there's there's a variety of ways to to boost NAD and um, you know and and put me out of business. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so what you can do is um, uh, is is fasting. Fasting helps to boost a caloric restriction. Not a lot of people like doing that. Intermittent fasting is a little bit is a little bit easier, but there's a boosting of NAD levels from 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 uh, from intermittent fasting ketogenic diets, paleo diets, um, uh, low carb diets, um, tend to boost NAD levels, um, um, refraining from drinking. So NAD, like I said, NAD, um, 
um, uh, needs is used to metabolize alcohol and you could, um, there, there's some research that shows that you can blunt the, the circadian, um, um, increase in NAD and NAD, uh, NAD to NADH ratios during sleep. If you drink, um, exercise, uh, sleep is so much, is so important for NAD levels and NAD helps with sleep too. So, um, it's, it's sort of a, it's sort of a feedback loop. Um, exercise, um, high intensity interval training. Um, those are some things that you can do to increase NAD levels. Okay. Very cool. And then we already mentioned, uh, supplementing with NR. Yeah. Uh, and you guys do recommend that at the clinic? We do recommend it. Um, we recently have come out with an NAD patch that uses the battery. Um, and, and the, the clinic feels the, the medical director feels that the, the response from the patch is, is much greater. And I've personally noticed, uh, a much, a much greater response from, from the patch. Um, compared, compared to, to, to compared to NR and, okay. uh, you know, in, and, um, you know, so that's, that's an, another option. I mean, IV NAD, it's, um, it's time consuming, right? It's, it's a little bit more expensive. Um, people have some healthy skepticism. Um, so doing, so, so call, so calling up, um, the, uh, the, the, the clinic, um, you could, you know, call up 844 NAD plus you could, you could order, um, uh, NAD patches, uh, submit some information, get a prescription from, from the doctor there, uh, order NAD patches or, or some other, um, NAD devices, um, and, and boost your NAD levels that way. So that would so, be another way of doing yeah. that. How, less expensive. how long would a patch last and, and what's the dose on that compared to like, say the, the half CC sub Q shot that I had. So the, the sub Q has, it's, it's more, it's more potent than the patch. They're doing different things. One sort of going in your body, body slowly. The patch is going in your body slowly. Yeah. The, the, um, the sub Q is more, it's more potent. Um, there's the thought that maybe spiking NAD levels um, it, it may uh, may help with uh, the sirtuin response. Um, um, you know, when you're dealing with with you know NR, it, it's um, it it, it uh, you know the, the the research is still coming out as to how much how much it's actually it's actually helping, but it, mm -hmm. the, the clinical response that's being seen amongst these, these NAD centers, um, is, is that the, the, the patch is, uh, is, is much stronger than the NR, um, that the, the, the sub-Q shots much stronger and then the IV and, um, you know, Bill Falloon of Life Extension was talking about, um, six days of, of IV administration being enough for someone, let's say it was a 60 year old, 60 year old to really replete the NAD levels. Um, and I think that that would, um, I think that that's a, a, a fairly, um, a fairly knowledgeable answer. Um, um, you know, at the doctor, the, you know, yet, yet the doctor at, um, at the NAD treatment center could give you a proper assessment 
based upon you know your your particular health. So some people who are young and vibrant and in their twenties and have a you know a, a low budget and you know they're doing everything right. You know what um, they they they're not they may not be a candidate for 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 doing an IV therapy and NR would be might be a great um, uh, substitute. But to get back to your answer, is that IV NAD has a sort it's it's more has a more permanent effect, and some of these other things they don't necessarily the uh, the thought amongst this, this this small niche medical community is that. It, it 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 doesn't doesn't really replete your NAD levels and it gets used up. Okay. And so so like, are you still feeling the the subcutaneous shot? I mean, you're still feeling that. No. So people people who do the IV therapy say that they're they're still feeling the IV therapy a year later. Wow. Okay. So yeah, that that's pretty common to say that you feel it two years later. What would one session of that cost? So one session um, is $1,350. So it's expensive. Um, you know, at the clinic, that, you know, there's, of course, the art of, of NAD therapy. Um, you know, Abraham Hoffer, had, it, it, was, it was very hard for, for when he was doing um, it was very hard to, for to, for him to replicate what his art that what he was doing, and there were so many other things that he was doing as a as a chemist, and um, so many other things that were involved in it. And it was very hard to, for even him to find proper NAD. His supply got cut off. He he wanted to to um, create his own NAD. He he had he had such problems with that. So it's it's really about um, the getting the quality source NAD and, um, and you could have NAD that's not fresh. It's a great source. And then it's, it's not, it's not, it's not fresh NAD or, um, or, or, or it's, it's NAD that's, um, um, a high percentage NAD, but it doesn't appear to be potent. So it's, 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 um, really quite, um, difficult to replicate, and that's that's why you want to go to um, a um, we, NAD treatment center is a BR plus. Um, it's in a it's in this this uh, community called the BR plus community that that does NAD according to the, to these protocols, and, um, and and in the manner that that Paula Medier and, and uh, Dr. Richard Medier, the psychiatrist, and her husband had 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 been uh, using for a number of years. All right. So the, and the only other thing I was going to ask you about was, uh, the, the pal de Arco T that, that also, um, I think, uh, we had Eric Rimmensberger on the podcast recently and, and he talked about using that when he was going through prostate cancer. And, and I believe that the benefit there was something to do with boosting NAD. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a number of different constituents in potty Arco T or Lapacho uh, T there's, uh, the beta lapicones um, have a way of boosting the salvage of of an AD. So the body is going to empty out um, the reserve your NAD reserves twice a day, and um, your body is going to sal and recycle those 
the 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 NAD, um, and um, and Podiarco T has a way of increasing that ability to salvage that NAD. Um, so it's um, and it, this isn't again, this isn't new. Um, the the um, Apache OT is is used by the by a, a medicine a medicine tribe of the Incan empire. And so there's claims that this has been used for hundreds of years. And it's, uh, this, this tribe called the Kiowaya that's, um, so it's, it's, this has been going on. And so when you think you've discovered America, uh, you know, you've discovered the new world, there's, there's always somebody else that sort of perhaps discovered it before you. <laughs> well um, said, well said. Hey, Tom, it's time for you to answer the, uh, the, the final question question every guest has to answer. Okay. <laughs> we want to know your top three tips to live optimal. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to think about it. Uh, while you think about it, we'll remind our listeners, go to naturalstacks.com. You will be able to see the video version of this podcast along with get the links and resources to all of the books, journals, uh, websites, all those rabbit holes that you can go down that we've kind of touched on here. We'll have links for you. Um, on the show notes for this. Also, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Let us know how much you like the show. We will read your review on the air. And when we do, we will hook you up with a little care package as a thank you. Uh, I'm going to read your review right now that came in last week. This one is five stars. And it is from biohacker in training says my biohacking go-to information and then it got cut off i can only assume it says source or guru or some other uh, uh term of affection so thank you biohacker training ryan muncie is my go-to guy as i strive to consume as much information as possible to help me and my clients achieve optimal performance shoot me an email ryan at naturalstacks.com we will get you a care package as a thank you and for you guys listening please share the opp with the people in your life who you know will benefit from and enjoy the things that we're talking about here um, if you've been paying attention there are so many different potential applications for what we're talking about here with nad so if, if there's anybody in your life who uh, may benefit from this um, definitely get them this episode and hopefully they will uh, you know be encouraged to take action on some of this and, and improve their health tom did i buy you enough time you ready for the top three <laughs> I think so. I have like five. Um, well, I, you know, get, get the IV NAD or, or, or just try the patches and, um, or just find ways to boost NAD levels. Um, that could be by, by taking polyphenols or, or carotenoids or eating a, eating a better diet that's rich in, um, those, those antioxidants that can boost NAD. Um, or it could be by, by limiting, um, your carbohydrates, um, and I noticed that my inflammation went down a great deal once I sort of got my carbohydrates under control and that's also boosted NAD levels. Another thing I like to do is, is I like to go out in the morning and, and take a walk in the morning and get sunshine. And I, it's been really helpful for my, for my circadian rhythms and it's good for sleep and then therefore boosting NAD levels. And then finally, I think having a purpose, um, and, and just the fact that, you know, life life only makes sense when you're looking back and you can, you're able to connect the dots, um, and having a purpose, I, I think, um, could, I think it, it, it keeps, keeps everything more, more even keel when, 
when times are down. So thank you. Yeah. Well said. Tom, thanks for hanging out with us today. And, And for you guys listening, thanks for being here. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you.